What's good, everybody? Welcome into the golf-only episode of The Early Edge. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line. I, of course, am the coach. And a congratulations to plus 4,000 winner Colin Morikawa winning his second major championship last week, becoming only the second player of all time, joining Tiger Woods to win the PGA Championship and the Open Championship before the age of 25. And a whole bunch of people, at least if you look at Twitter and Instagram, they had Morikawa. They cashed that ticket. So what do we do here on this episode? Well, every week we look forward to the next event. It's the 3M Open, so let's bring in the star of the show. He is the host of the First Cut Podcast, Rick Good, Rick G. What's up, man? Coach 3M Open. These are always kind of weird weeks. The week after a major championship, especially one on the other side of the pond. A lot of guys making the trek back. It's it, it, There's a lot to parse out this week. There really is. Are you willing to play guys that Play in the open? Are you willing to play guys that play deep into the open? What are you looking? Are you looking at guys who didn't make the trip? I think there's a lot to unpack. Now, Rick, the last two events we had that felt like this, Cameron Davis, plus 12,000 or something like that. Uh, And then Lucas Glover, he was a pretty high number as well. This might be the type of week that we get a nice number that cashes. Give us a little preview for the good people at home that follow us here at the Early Edge on what to expect this week. Yeah, absolutely. It's TPC Twin Cities. So this is uh, an event, the 3M Open, that's only been held for for two other years. Matthew Wolf won it in 2019. Michael Thompson took it down in 2020. So there's not a ton of data. And if you look at the course itself, Coach, there's not really many defining features to it. Yeah, there's water lurking out there in a lot of areas, but it's not like it's uh, obviously a bomber's course or it's not like you have really tight fairways with thick rocks and you're like, okay, driving accuracy, that's going to be important. It's just a very average course on the PGA Tour, which kind of opens it up to a lot of different players. There's a lot of different ways to get it done. And historically, uh, to get it done, it's going to be about 20, 21 under par. They haven't had much rain at the course for the this summer, Coach. So uh, depending on how much water they're dropping on it through the sprinkler system, mm-hmm. they could have this play as fast and firm as they would like or as soft as they would like. So it's going to be uh, quite... Quite an interesting uh, situation when we start getting boots on the ground and seeing how the course is actually playing. Yeah, they had a great start to this tournament a couple of years ago. You mentioned Matthew Wolf won. How he won was in spectacular fashion. They've got a really good finishing hole, par five. You really got to have a nice drive to be able to go for it. He eagled the last hole to win with Morikawa's ball on the green and a chance mm-hmm. to tie. And Bryson already in the clubhouse with a one-shot lead. And then Matthew Wolf holds it out. Morikawa misses and Matthew Wolf is the winner. But it's really funny that those three dudes were at the very end at this tournament two two years ago, isn't it? Kind of funny. It's, it's, it's amazing that, that, uh, or excuse me, Eagle putt that Matthew Wolf sank, uh, that was, that's like stuck in my brain. I mean, he's just going nuts. It's, it's the first win early in his young career. I mean, it it was really special stuff and out dueling those two other big names, obviously he was, he, he was the first to get it done. Uh, and then then eventually Hobbin would get it done. And then more Kyle, we've seen what he's done the last couple of years. All right. So here's what we do on the episode. We uh, find two matchups that we like two props that we love, and then two winners that you sprinkle just a little bit on and try to hit a long shot. All right, what are two matchups you found this week at William Hill? Incredible partners that we have that you really like. 
Yeah, let's start with Charles Schwartzel, minus 118 over Lonto Griffin. And for me, Schwartzel is uh, steady Eddie. You know, he played the Barbasol Championship last week. He hung back here, didn't make the trip, and played well. And he's been playing well. And when I like matchups, I like a high floor. Lonto Griffin has been a bit more volatile. Yes, he might have a higher ceiling than Schwartzel does, but he certainly has a lower floor. If I only have to beat one guy, I would prefer the high floor. And then Cam Davis, uh, plus 110 over Keegan Bradley. And I was so optimistic about Keegan Bradley for the past probably two months, Coach, because it looked like the putter was finally making strides. Nope, it is not. He is back to being a horrible putter, as we all remember. And Cam uh, Cam Davis, who you referenced, you know, the Rocket Mortgage Classic being an event that uh, we just had a couple of weeks ago. Very similar type layout. You can kind of bomb it around most places on this course. This should be another perfect setup for Cam Davis. Plus 110. I like the odds. I like the form. I'm going with him over Keegan. And let's remember, Rick G, that he did not play last week in the Open but it was no fault of his own. He was not one of those players that pulled out. He physically could not go because of visa situation, a visa situation because he got married less than a year ago. It's some weird rule, but he had to stay in the United States. So he had the week off after playing at the John Deere and really falling off over the weekend. So I think this week off is really going to help him. And I think he's going to be laser focused. I love that matchup that you played. All right, give me two props that you looked at, you said, boo, I, I kind of like those numbers. What do you like? I've got two top tens, one uh, shorter odds, one much longer. We'll start with the short ones. It's Patrick Reed to finish inside the top 10 at two to one. Patrick Reed missed the cut at the open championship, which you could argue might not be the worst thing in the world for this week. You get to come back early. You get to rest up a little bit. And in his last five uh, starts after missing a cut, his average finish is 14th. He's usually a very good bounce back candidate. And then Cam Champ, this is a bit of a flyer for me. This is trying to catch Cam Champ a little bit early at seven and a half to one on my money. He looked good at the John Deere classic and he looked like classic cam champ gaining over six strokes off the tee. That's his weapon. That's what he needs to do. And it earned him a top 15 finish there. Now, are we going to get more of that or are we going to get more of the five consecutive missed cuts before that event? The jury is still out. I think I'm trying to get cam champ on the upswing here on a course that really should be a good fit for him. And plus 750 is a price that is too good to pass up for a multi-time winner on the PGA tour. Yeah, it's hard to believe with uh, winning two times already, but I have him as my sleeper this week. So again, love what you're doing so <laughs> far, uh, validating my board because let's be honest, it's all about me. That's all right, about. We, also, we also, we like to sprinkle just a little bit on a couple of winners because it's always nice when it comes through. And full disclosure, Rick G, last week I had a plus 3650 ticket on Lewis. Okay, so I went into Sunday and I thought to myself, do I let it ride? And then I realized that he is the classic drop off the face of the earth on Sunday. So I hedged him with Colin Morikawa. Glad that I did and ended up winning about 1200, uh, but not losing the, you know, but not winning the 3600, but still had a nice little payday. Still had a nice little payday as I hedged. So I felt good about it. Give me a couple names this week that if I have them going into Sunday, <laughs> that I have the option of hedging once again. Come on, let's go. All right, we'll start with Pat and Kazire. He is 50 to one. And this is kind of interesting. He's the opposite of Louis Eustace. And he's been unbelievable on Sundays recently. In six of his last eight starts uh, on Sunday, he's gained at least three strokes on the field. It's absolutely bonkers. He's been going absolutely ham. Uh, but what I like about him is the volatility. You know, this is the type of field that if you can get 
three, three and a half, maybe even four really good rounds out of Pat Kazire. He's he's in contention here. I mean, he is a high ceiling golfer. I think if you're looking for an outright, that's what you should be investing in. And then Bubba Watson at 35 to one. You know, I don't have to read off Bubba's resume. He's got a, a better winning pedigree than the vast majority of the players in this field. And he's been trending in the right direction. He's been playing really well. He had to withdraw from the Open Championship, not because... He tested positive, but because he was just in close contact with someone who did. So he stays home, gets to rest up, gets to go to a course at TPC Twin Cities where he should be able to lean into the driver. I think this is a really good price on a guy who has legitimate win equity come Sunday afternoon. He's also been leaning into the fishing pole because he yeah. posted pictures of a very small bass. I hope he threw it back because <laughs> yeah, it is landing in 10,000 lakes. One thing I want to point out, because I thought you brought up a pretty cool thing, because at my one of the books that I use, uh, a very popular bet now is lowest score of a particular round. So if Pat Kazire is maybe 10 shots back or 12 shots back on Sunday, uh, it might be a great spot to play that the lowest score of a particular round. Right. Yeah, he, he has certainly found something where he can kind of when he can freewheel it and there's not a lot of pressure, he can go out there and just fire darts, rack up birdies in bunches. So there are certainly different mindsets out there. I think Pat Kazire fits into the mold of one of those guys who could be low round of the day. All right. Very good. We're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil, jeweler. Thank you very much. It looks glorious. All right. <laughs> the two matchups. Cameron Davis over Keegan Bradley. I cannot believe we're getting plus money on that. Yeah. That's crazy. Charles Swartzel over Lotto, minus 118. Then a couple of props that we love. Patrick Reed, top 10, plus 200. Then Cameron Champ, also a top 10, plus 750. Then two to win, just a little sprinkle. Patton Kazire, plus 5,000. And Bubba Watson, plus 3,500. I feel good about this week. Now, only four weeks left, but players only have three opportunities because there is an opposite field event. We're getting very, very close to the FedEx Cup playoffs, and also the Olympics are going to be played as well. We're very, very busy. Don't forget, check out the incredible mega preview of the first cut pod. If you want all the picks and all of the analysis, we've got you covered. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these golf tickets. Let's take five of these <laughs> six golf tickets straight to the pay window. For my man, Rick Run Good, Rick G., the EP, the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand. I am the coach. Remember, this is the only place your daily, weekly, any sport show of record. We like to call it the early edge. Good luck. <laughs>